Teacher, what star is that? And that's the reason why I come through sicker than a LA drive by. Yeah, y'all don't even remember that part, bro. This is a test. Paris, not Hilton. Look into that. Yo, this is the Bishop Chronicles. As always, I am your host, Adisa the Bishop, aka. We stop the normal insanity that would be the intro to tell you that this particular episode is special to me. I'm interviewing Rob Nasty Rocker. He is a B-boy. He is a break record maker. All right. You need to follow him at Rob Nasty Rocker on Instagram right now. This dude understands music, martial arts, Understands the history of b-boying in the Bay. You know this is a pro-West Coast show. You know that. All respect to every other region. I'm always going to honor y'all. But this is about the West Side. This is about the West Coast. This is about the Bay in LA. It's about Seattle and Portland. You understand? This is about San Diego. You know what I'm saying? And so you got to understand I haven't seen this dude in 20-something years. This is my interview with him. We talk extensively about a lot, about, you know, Filipino influence in hip-hop in the Bay, about a very classic TV show called Home Turf, and its impact on the entire Bay Area hip-hop scene and how it formed, because we're special. The Bay is special. You know what I'm saying? We're a unique gem in the whole global culture of hip-hop. And so we talk about that, all right? I want you to soak this up, okay? I want you to soak it in. And really enjoy this conversation. Because I did. I totally enjoyed it. Maybe too much. We were actually being silly a little bit out here. You know what I'm saying? True to form, though, I did. I I, I am going to keep my promise to going through the elements of the book, right? Bobby, Bruce, and the Bronx, The Secrets of Hip-Hop Chess, right? Because we got to have life strategies to get through the week. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to run through Worksheet 5. Remember, the book Bobby, I mean, Bobby Bruce in the Bronx can be picked up on Amazon any day of the week. Um, So here we go. Worksheet five, the three phases of combat, safety, position and finish. This theme was introduced to me by my jujitsu instructor, Alan Gumby Marcus from Heroes Martial Arts in San Jose, California. Word is bond. It illustrates the three phases of combat. As he has stated many times, this formula has applications on and off the mat as well. After watching a ton of fights, a ton of chess matches, and a ton of business ventures go right and wrong, I agree. On the mat, you don't allow yourself to be in a disadvantageous position. You make yourself safe. Then you improve your positional dominance until a chokehold, arm lock, etc. is the only thing left. Checkmate. In chess, first you make sure your king is safe, normally by castling. Then you improve your position square by square until you can finish or checkmate the king, a.k.a. get the tap out. 
I see now that in the heat of combat, if you miss the true priority, you lose. If you try to finish your opponent in jujitsu, but your position gives them space to move, they escape. They scramble to a new position, and now it's like the fight almost totally restarted. In soccer, basketball, football, boxing, and other sports, an unattended area of the field or a miscalculation in what move is the highest priority can ruin the best of advantages. In chess, if you try to checkmate someone, but you have miscalculated the squares your team are attacking, the king escapes. Sometimes, not only does he escape, but you can lose major pieces or positional strength in the process. On real battlefields, on the mat, and on the chessboard, misunderstanding the priority of safety, position, and finish is deadly. Train yourself to be aware. So now, these are the questions for you. Name a time you miscalculated the phase of combat in sports, chess, or in a social situation. Name a time that you miscalculated the phase of combat in a sport, chess, or social situation. Question two, tell me of a time when you use the three phases of combat and it worked to your advantage in chess, sports, or life. Write down a time that you use one of these three phases of combat to your advantage. All right. And then question three. What part of your life can you apply this most easily? In what part of your life can you apply safety, position, and finish most easily? All right. Once you know that, you get on it. Don't forget, you can get the book online right now on Amazon. All right. Bobby Bruce in the Bronx, The Secrets of Hip Hop Chess by Adisa the Bishop. Yo, you can always hit me on IG at Real Hip Hop Chess. We're jumping straight into this right now because it's a long interview. All right. And he's got to come back because it's not just important to me to talk about hip hop. It's about giving you new information, especially West Coast information on how the subculture grew, who the players were, how they impacted it. All right. And you're going to hear a lot about women in hip hop when it comes to the Bay Area. You're going to hear a lot about women in hip hop when it comes to just, you know, the whole of hip hop, but for real, for real. And a quick shout out to Koki Roberts, who was a journalist that I really respected and an author that I really respected. Her work really influenced me as a writer and as a thinker, watching her defend herself on um, numerous daytime talk shows on the weekends for the political talk shows. And I'm talking about when I was a kid, like 10, 11, 12 years old, right? Like I was a major fan of her work and I'm sorry that she passed away. Finally, I want to give uh, a more, man, this one was a lot closer. Um, Suzanne Wang passed away. Um, Most of you guys know her from the TV show House Hunters, but she was also an amazing therapist. She was actually my therapist um, over the last year for quite a while, and she passed away, and she helped me a lot, I guarantee you. There's a lot of people you're going to hear me say, so-and-so saved my life, so-and-so saved my life. There was a very fragile period in my life where every day I was thinking about stepping in front of that bar train. And anybody who really knows me knows it's true, but I didn't. And there's a lot of people who were responsible for that. And one of them was Suzanne Wang. And so I'm going to miss you. And I want to thank you so much for your help and keeping me sane and, and, and seeing the beauty in my life. I appreciate you. And I'll miss you. Here we go. Bishop Chronicles, in-depth interview with Rob Nasty Rocker. Soak this in. Have some fun. Have a great week. Peace to the planet Earth. You know what it is. A decent bishop, you know what I mean? And listen, you already know, I always try to bring the best guests with the realest wisdom. You know what I'm saying? And you know I'm an OG. 
You know what I'm saying? And it's and it's, it's not that 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 I ever did anything special. I was just lucky enough to be around some of the best who ever did it, whether you know their name or not. You understand me? I've been around the best for everything that I'm into from the beginning, only because of God. I have no other idea why. And so I have Rob Nasty with me. You know what I'm saying? This dude is a B-boy. He is a producer. He is a martial artist. He is a philosopher. He is a warrior scholar. You know what I'm saying? And so we're going to talk about a lot. So we need you to buckle up and stay alert because we're going to move quick on this one. Uh, but Rob Nasty, man, thank you so much for being on Bishop Chronicles. What up? What up? So how long would you say I've known you, dog? Dude, I think the first time we met was on Home Turf. If you don't know what Home Turf is, it was a local hip-hop Bay Area TV show. On Channel 4, right? Channel 4, that's, uh, what was that? K-R-O-N, I think. that's right. And then, um, because they would feature guests and segments and whatnot for their show. And yeah, that was a show by Dominique DePrima. Yes, that's right. And um, it covered hip-hop nationally, you know? But then it also exposed Bay Area stuff. So, like, I think the first time I saw Too Short was probably on Home Turf. Oh, uh, was it? Yes. Yeah. You know That's the I'm first saying? time I really saw Too Short as well was yeah. Home Turf. Home Turf was really, like, a cornerstone. Yeah. Of- it, get, it doesn't get enough props in the Bay Area scene, man. And Dominique Duprima went to L.A. and blew up. I don't even know what she's doing right now. but Yeah. She's right, large on right, some level. Right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? So, for women in hip-hop, Dominique Duprima is, like, a straight pioneer for all y'all. Um, but she was a pioneer for hip You know, the first time, I'm, I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud. I'm just going to do it just to be transparent. <laughs> I didn't know about Style Wars until Home Turf. You know what? A she lot did of a people thing, She did a thing know. on Style Wars, and I was like, wait, there's a movie that's out? Well, because Style Wars, I remember Style Wars was on um, PBS. Yep. Right? Yep. And so it had the little documentary. Mm-hmm. And that was like big in Frisco, obviously. That was gigantic. You know what? I went to a club. I went to the Kennel Club. Kennel Club, wow. And my pops wow. knew that Style Wars was coming on, and he taught me how to scratch. My wow. dad. Wow. That's wow. a whole nother podcast. But he recorded it, and I came in at like one in the morning. Kennel. He was like, hey, he said, there was a, there's a movie on PBS about hip-hop. I thought you might like it, so I recorded it. And, you know, I was just lit from being back in the clubs. So I was like, sure. Rewound it and was like... Right. Stayed yes. up all night till the sun came up, just rewinding it from the top. Just watching it. Yeah. yeah repeat. You know? But <laughs> Home Turf was it was it was a great show, man. It was a great show. And I met a lot of amazing people there. That was that was a dope time. Yeah, man. And that's when I was like kinda like the first year I started dancing. That's when I was like really mm-hmm. got into and that's for me watching it since I was like nine years old, I think. Yeah. Something like that. So what year would that have been? That we met? Yeah. What year was it? Close, probably 92. Yeah. Probably 92. Right before Hyro really- Really blew. Really blew up. Yep. Really blew up. You're right. So, so how did you get into b-boying? And keep Um, in mind, he's got a twin brother and they tear it down. And uh, have been tearing it down. (laughs) Well, honestly, the first exposure I really saw of it Mm -hmm. was on TV and that was That's Incredible. Really? That was the so, first time I really, because I was like, you know, that's 90, 84. Right. So I'm like nine years old. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? I'm nine years old. So that's, you know, kind of keeping back. Keep in mind. Right. Right. So that was the first exposure. But then like not even a week later, 
I see it downtown San Francisco. Everyone's doing it. Street shows. Yeah, there were street dancers just like how this you had is it when in it New was York World City. Wars and people people would be battling at Pier Thirty Nine. Pier, dude, on it, it was street, a take after in the malls. Then then Beach Street was coming out. That was like mm-hmm. nineteen eighty. So I think it aired maybe. Eight, I could be wrong, but that that's incredible. Was like eighty three or mm-hmm. end of eighty three, and then eighty four, and then once Beach Street and Breaking came out, Ooh. it was. Everywhere. And yeah. then I just know my cousin was deep in it. So who's your cousin? My cousin, his name is Ray. Um, and he Where do you live? He he lived in San Francisco, but then he moved out to El Sobrani, close okay. to Richmond and stuff. Yeah. And then his crew, Zero Gravity, won this Chuck E. Cheese battle out there. Chuck E. Cheese battle. Are y'all listening? Ipano. <laughs> won the Chuck E. Cheese battle. And this is like 84, Ipano. 85. And that's how our connection, because he was breaking. And right. then we were like, me and my my brother were like eight, nine years old and like, come practice with us. And, you know, do a yeah, little kick just trying to kick it, yeah. But then that was that, you know, then that, you know, then everyone got into BMX yeah. and skating. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then how we got back into the dance, because you got to understand, Breaking got played out in 86, right? See, I didn't feel it was that quick. I felt like it was a little later. I felt by 88. 88, it was done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were doing the WAP. Yeah, 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 you were doing the sure. WAP. You were freaking girls. Okay, so what was okay? So what? How do you define hip hop dance? Oh man, because this is a big thing. I was ah, trying to think about this yesterday. That's not because, start this no, I gotta this ask you because, because I don't know how to is what I'm saying. So when I think hip hop dance, obviously I think of b boying, right, right, right. I think of strutting, right, popping, locking. Right, right, that's right, what right, I think right, of it, right. right, right but right, then right. there's what, for lack of a better term, I'll call like the Aaliyah style hip hop dance. I don't even know what that's called. That's, I would say that's choreo and studio dance. Okay, I would. Okay. That's why I would yeah, 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 completely call that. Yeah, is it hip hop? It's studio. That's the thing. Like, it's I studio like, and choreo dance, right? Like I feel like it's not fair to say that it's not, but I definitely don't think that it is, right? Well, you it's not the same. It's not the same purity of how. It became and when it see we we get into the labels of hip hop. Mm. I you know, from living in New York, I have my take is completely in a different place. So, so hold on, hold as on. well. When were you living in New York? I was living in New York, like I was frequenting New York because I did like after 2013 is when I left the Bay and mm. I pretty much went on my own self-finance tour. Mm. I got a little assistance from people. Mm-hmm. Um with that tour where I was able to go to uh, Europe and things like yeah. that. And just pretty much, you know, what I kind of like, the accuracy of what I do as far as breaking mm-hmm. would be uh, rocking or up okay. rock. People know it as up rock, but that's like my specialty within that the within genre. Within that genre. Yeah, yeah, Within when the subculture. And so what is that? It, okay, so you know what? I'm going to get super granular and it's going to feel like it's for no reason. But, you know, sometimes I got some young people that listen and other times I got old know. people right. that listen. Right. So right. what is b-boying? B-boying, see now, like, if you were to ask me what b-boying was in 2005, I would say yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But, but what is that? What would you say? I would say, <laughs> but I can't now because 2019, I got to correct myself. So b-boying is a verb. Mm-hmm. It's the action of what a b-boy does, mm-hmm. right? Okay, I like that. Yeah, right? Because b-boying is not a real term. Mm. A lot of terms... See, we got... There's so much to cover. Oh, my gosh. Go, go, go. <laughs> so, breaking is what the... It's really... What a b-boy does is break. And it's breaking. It's called breaking, right? And b-boying was just kind of like a verb to kind of put out the awareness of what a b-boy is, 
right? Because the mistake is they'll see somebody do the robot and they'll do a backspin and do a little sexy pose and be like, he's breakdancing. My man said sexy pose. <laughs> you know the one? <laughs> Were you laying on your side? Yeah, yeah. With your, <laughs> With your legs crossed, your yes, ankle in front of yes, your knee. Yes, yes, yes. What, what is that freeze called? I just say sexy. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, like there is no name. A lot of these things didn't have a name. You got to right. understand. You just got to see it and do it. Right. At first, and a lot of definitions and terms and hip-hop culture, at, you know, where, where it became a, a, the marketing of the culture right. is a different standpoint. Even bef- like, that's a different thing compared to where me and Adiza was growing up in. Totally. But let me ask you this. Completely different. Why? And we're, listen, for the listeners, first of all, this is my partner, so we just talking. So this may not be like, we may jump around a bit. You need to be prepared for that. Because I haven't seen this dude in like almost 20 years. Like really build, like really yeah, build. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Stuff, so we right. may jump around. But here's what I want to ask you. The Bay, in my opinion, mm-hmm. has been one of the doper regions for b-boying yes. in the nation or the world. I don't know yes. how would you rank them. How would you rank now, the Bay's influence now, overall? Overall, overall b-boy influence. influence for the oh, Bay. Oh my God! Overall, in influence. the top what? Top five? Top Dude, two? Top it's, ten? It's in the top. It's in the top. I would say top five for sure. It has to be top five. Top That's what five. I to. There's there's no way because you gotta look at the timeline of how how. Breaking is getting into the Olympics. Right. That's the latest That's evolution. Been, right? And people of, think hip hop's dead. No, right. Well, but like, but then is does, do people in breaking listen to hip hop? No. At all anymore. Well, in, some, as a as a, as some a root do. though. As some, a root, you know what? You but most right, don't. bro. They listen most to classic don't. soul. They listen to like different like new breaks, but they don't no, listen they to don't. Rap. Some people don't. Some what people they, some people, they, <laughs> Chinese music. <laughs> They'd be listening to Chinese slow music, you know, that stuff that they'd be playing at Thai restaurants <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, some would listen, the connection yeah. of hip-hop and breaking. Yeah. As much as people want to push the culture of hip-hop in it. And they'd be over-romanticizing a little bit. Yeah, well, let's see so many levels. But it's not really, people, the kids don't really listen to hip-hop. You're right. Their parents will listen to hip hop, mm, but they don't. They That's don't. Real. You know, That's some deep. some kids that do, you value those kids, right? You'd be like, they understand it, they yeah. get it, and there's a lot of those kids, and it's because of their parents. But this generation now, there's a huge disconnect, Dude. even from like you know, someone like because in the '80s, the name was Rocksteady for breaking. That was yeah, none you know, or New York City Breakers, and yeah. that's regardless, but. Now it's like Bell Rock. Well, this is how Rocksteady is relevant now. Bell Rock from Rocksteady, this little Filipino boy mm-hmm. that I knew was a little Filipino boy. He's now a teen. Right. He just took So You Think You Could Dance. Wow. He just won the whole That's thing. That's the dude. That's the dude. Okay. That's shout dude. out, shout out. Shout out to Bell Rock. And he's Rocksteady. So, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know, like Legs knew what he was doing when he was recruiting Filipinos in the Bay. So here's my question. <laughs> So again, back to b-boy, back to hip hop. However, we go. find it in the Here bay, right? Like, you know, my cousin Steve is from from Daly City. Okay, right. And so oh, he lives man. over by Fernando Rivera. Okay, Fernando wow. Rivera is a is a school. Wow. It's a it's a elementary and junior. High. Is it elementary and junior high? It's it's elementary. Yeah, I and so that's where um, my cousin lived. You know what I mean? Like right up the street from from there. And then you know, um, when I became a, a teenager. 
right? Like I remember Filipinos coming to the Bay as early as is seventy nine. Okay, nineteen like eighty. Okay, when right, I first started right, meeting right. Filipinos and you know start moving in Daly right, City, right? And so what I started realizing though was that at that time you had two kinds of Filipinos. Okay, Filipinos who were like stoners and like wore like Led Zeppelin shirts. Okay, and shit like the rockers, that. yes, yeah, right, yes. And then you had yes. like the Filipinos that were more on the black side of things. You know, they had like Tia yes, Marie okay, okay, and shit like that. Right, you know right. Had the had the pompadours right, going right, on. You know they had right, the pompadours. Were they gaucho pants? What are yes, called gaucho pants? Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and the and the, and the and they were kind of gangster too. Yeah, they, they were, were hella. They right. had the first time I seen a butterfly knife move in the air, bro. <laughs> was, uh, yeah, I'm you sure. Back then, no, oh my no. god. So Back DJ then. No, his name was No. No taught Theo Mizuhara oh how to speak. Oh my god, you said Theo Mizuhara. Okay, oh, now if you ain't from the Bay, god. all my Bay partners just screamed out loud. Theo Mizuhara. Wow. He learned from my boy No, and then turned wow. his back on him. But that's a different podcast. <laughs> But Noel, Noel had family members. Shout out to Jamie the Pena. Um, yes, you know Jamie. So, so like, he had cousins and stuff who would like. They would. They yeah. would I was like, yo, man, Filipinos are Dude, crazy. The Filipino bro. Cool. gangsters in in San Francisco. That history alone hey, is some, Filipino. Ga- listen, somebody just either created their thesis and or made a book. Or a film just now. If you're listening, what we just talked about could be a movie. <laughs> right. All right. But Filipino gangsters in the 80s in the Bay. It's the 70s. Were, yeah, dangerous. Because my dad was affiliated <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a whatever way. Yeah. In whatever uh, way he I, was yeah, affiliated. It goes down. And that was impossible. You couldn't be aff- not affiliated when you were like coming from the Philippines. Because you needed survival. You needed survival. You kind of yeah. like, either you still stood away from these guys and was did a square thing. Right. Or you were like my dad that hung around and hung around these guys. It's just apparent to me that he did. So the Filipinos start showing up in droves to the Bay, but specifically to Daly City. And like, you know, my cousin Steve, he went to, he went, the, the original old school DJ of that area back in the day was named Marcus Carr. Wow. Never met him. He's on Facebook though. I seen him. Wow, but but Marcus Carr, he was like the first mixtape DJ that I ever knew in the Bay. Period. Wow, and he did old school hardcore hip hop, almost nothing from the Bay except I mean from the West except for like Egyptian Lover type stuff. You right, know what I'm got you. Got but you. I mean, like, dude, like Marcus Carr was dope. You know, my my cousin. I I think I may have known Apollo. Through my cousin Steve, before. Westmore, uh, yeah, Westmore High School, dance champion. You know what I'm saying? Like the <laughs> DJ, DJ Apollo. Apollo. You know what I'm saying? Like so. Essentially, I always noticed that the Filipinos were either I'm like a stoner or I'm like on some soul shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? I listened to K Soul yeah. on and the it radio. Seemed, it seemed like my head exactly <laughs> K Soul. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, Marcus Gutierrez. How Califas. important was KPFA for hip hop in the Bay, though? Ooh. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? I used to go spend the night at my grandma's house on Clipper Street just so I could have my boombox and record that show. Dude, if it was indie punk. KPFA. If was it, it was, Marcus Clemens? But what were the shows called? Dude, I dude, that's where Marcus Clemens is. was the main DJ. But if you remember, if you were into indie punk or into hip hop, it, it was listen to it KPFA. Was KPFA. It was college radio. Because the only way, the only it was, I think it was radio. city radio. I don't think that is that a college? That's KPFA? I mean, I mean it was it was Is it City College? I I nah. believe so. Really? Was it? No, no, no. It hey, had to be college. Hey, it let's had to talk, be college. Let's have this conversation. The fact that none of us know what the radio stations used to be <laughs> is proof of technology's involvement. <laughs> right. right. Like right now, I know somebody like Davey D is like, the original DJ of KPFA was. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. But I don't yes. remember. But I'm saying yes. like, like, and that shout out to Dave because he, he remembers. He was there. He was, he was older. Yeah, yeah. He was there. You know what I'm saying? He was older than me. So 
I know he he would be around. Anyway, long story short, Filipino impact of hip hop was huge. Oh my gosh. I remember Apollo, cause cause you know, DJ Disc, shout out to Disc. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And Qbert were I made my second beat at Qbert's house. Word. Yeah, you know what Word. I mean? So it's like, yeah. So like out there in the Excelsior. Yeah, industry. in the Excelsior, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, dude, it's like yes, sir. you know, um you know, Apollo, Mixmaster Mike. I remember when he used to go to Thornton. You know what I'm saying? Dude, they were it's just like the the thing about the golden age of hip hop in Frisco. In Frisco, and I'm gonna say Frisco. Deliberately, boy. You know, when Psycho City was up, when Dream was alive. Hey, shout out to Dream Forever, Ooh, dog. I love Dream, man. Those I'm so days, sorry, bro. Like, it was just like uh, so unfiltered and real. And the thing is, San Francisco is such a dot of a city yeah. that the convergence Right. Of an event or something like right. everyone's skating, black skaters in the nineties in on, San Francisco. Man, and, and how that impacted Dude, Stevie Williams stole my jacket. Are you serious? <laughs> he came out here from Philly, homeless. That is hilarious. Dude, and he's a millionaire. Isn't you it know, and, you know, doing podcasts with Snoop Dogg smoking weed. You, you understand what I'm saying? Dude, like, so I'm saying that guy does like, not answer me <laughs> on Instagram or at, all. at all. Man, I'm saying, dude, it's like the Filipinos were all over Daily City and San Francisco. Part of Francisco. the marketing promotion, whether you the DJ, just the DJ cornerstone, right? Of a lot though, because it was if it wasn't for home turf. Talk and, about Psycho City though. You skipped though. You said Psycho City like everybody knows what's up. Psycho City was kind of like a legal wall, kind of. Yeah, it, it was. It was an area of buildings. Uh, what was that on like Van Ness and something? That was close to Van Ness, yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. And so yes. all of the best writers of the Bay Area, I, I don't know if you would call it a practice wall or a competition wall or what. All I they can just tell you jammed is, out there, yeah, man. Yeah, like there was just like beautiful stuff. Spy, no one was doing one. anything with that. Basically, it was a parking lot. Shout out to Morning Breath. Yeah, exactly. It was basically a parking lot with, I guess, four, three or four walls that were just like people just got on because. The owners of that parking lot wasn't doing anything. I'm sure there's a deeper they story. They seem to not care, but the thing is, a cycle that time was where, yeah, was where every, where all the real bombers went. That's and if, real. And if you, shout out to Crayon. And so yes. it's like if you if you were really in graffiti, spray can art, yeah, if you was artists, really the book, in, oh my if, god, man, in the on. '80s, if you was oh my really god. into into bombing, and I was a tagger. Right. If you was really into bombing, there's no way you weren't a tagger. <laughs> you know what's crazy? You know there what I was realized? no way you weren't. I thought about this the other day. I actually have practiced every element of hip hop. Do you know how like some people are only a rapper or whatever? Right. Like yes. I actually used to tag. I actually. But everyone was, was kind of like DJ. on that hype back then. Really? I feel like everyone. Tried I feel it. like At we were because it. we were all together. But you know that generation of hip hop was so. It was pure connected, man. bro. Yeah, and was it wasn't. It was so connected. The, it's like I I see like the the transition of hip hop is after the whole Biggie and, and Tupac yeah. thing. The whole that changed the whole it, culture. And once Puffy was like, "Let's take hits from the '80s and make it so crazy." Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's yeah. like, "Oh, this is hip hop." Because I said, yeah. you know, what I mean, like it's, but it's commercial. It's pop. But why do you think the Filipinos gravitated toward hip hop? Like, what do you for, for, from inside the Filipino community? What were you seeing? Is what I'm trying to say. It's a weird thing, man. Because growing up, that influence of whether I'm gonna like be a heavy metal guy, right? Or being to rap was like a big issue growing up <laughs> in my junior in my junior high school years. In 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 going into my, like which Filipino were you gonna be like? 
And it wasn't really like this awareness of it. It was just there. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, of course you were we, either a stoner or you were on that soul vibe. Right. You Those were either a rocker, stoner, right. Yeah. Exactly. That was it. And that you know was it. I mean? That was those choices. Yeah. And isn't how deep, how hurtful. Are you a gangster? Because it became gangster. Yeah. And there was a the gangster element. It wasn't That's even, true. it wasn't at one point in my, in my growing up, mm-hmm. because you got to understand that colors drop, what, 86? Maybe 85, dog. Was it 85? It might well, by 86, by two live crew <laughs> coming out, hey, we got want some pussy. Yeah. When that came out, yeah. everyone I knew was a gangster. Every Filipino that I knew was leaning towards that, that point. point. Yeah. They were leaning towards that. But and then why by- do you think, but why do you, like, here's what I was going to say. How deep is it that you had these two choices, right? Soul guy or rocker. Right. Right? Right. I went rocker. Because, <laughs> but because you couldn't be Filipino. You know what I'm saying? There was no like whatever that means. There was no. Do you understand what I'm saying? Though? Right. You like know, that's what was deep. I did, was that you had to choose the black path or the white path, but you couldn't be you. You know what? As it's, a Filipino but it's person. it's crazy because there was no. You gotta understand a lot of immigrants from the 70s that came mm-hmm. here in the 70s mm-hmm. had no real stronghold of oh this is Filipino culture mm-hmm. because I remember as far back when I was like four years old and I was like I was at an arcade. Video art, video the game, one on arcade. Market Street. I forgot which one. I think yeah. the one on Mission Street. Actually. Okay, okay. And then you know, as a kid, you know, you call up and try to see up on the screen, right? But people playing video games, right, you're right, a kid, right? Right. <laughs> you're, just trying, you're just trying to peek. It's like, and these kids, older kids, were just like, "What are you Chinese?" Right. And then I was like, went to my mom later on. What are we Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> That's how cute, dude. But then I had a rice bowl haircut. Like I didn't know who knew. <laughs> I had the rice bowl haircut, little Asian looking kid. Hey, that's hella. Funny, he could be blood. Chinese. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> oh my god, blood. we're cutting into my comedy routine. That actually. shit is hella good. Though. That shit's hella good. <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, I had a rice bowl haircut. So of course, like I, I, you know, and, and then, that's all Americans. But you know what the blacks, funny thing people is, people sleep on blacks not knowing nothing about Asian culture because. Cast no sushi, right. no chicken fried rice, bro, and have no ri- have too little understanding. Right, but imagine this. Imagine this. At five years old, my mom takes me to the Philippines. Okay, and then all my uncles like you're Filipino. <laughs> and you're, like, okay. you're not American. You're Filipino. All That's of them. Hella deep. All of them. And there was like and about what part five of the Philippines of them. were you in? Um, was I was in. Um, that was that was in Bulacan. That's like a few miles outside of Metro Manila. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Luzon territory. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mom's from. She's Visayan, so she's from Visayan Island, Cebu. Yeah, yeah. So that's down yeah. south. That's south. That's closer to the Muslims. Yeah, that's where the Moro style blade yeah, style. Oh pops man, out, huh? you don't know nothing about b boys. My and blade mom styles. was you don't a, know nothing about that. Hey, that's hey, that's the name of your next uh, break one? record. <laughs> All right, that's your next break record. Um. No, here's some shit though. Hmm. Here's some shit. Hmm. My mom was around when the Japanese invaded. Oh, that's horrible. She that's saw crazy. beheadings, dude. The the that people side. sleep on Filipino dude. PTSD. I'll tell you that, right dude. Now. Oh my Nobody god, nobody talks dude, about it's Filipino genetic. PTSD, it's genetic. Bro. It's genetic. I'm gonna tell you right now. Why I do what I do. <laughs> my mom's side of the family. I'm just, and we're learning stuff now, and it's 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 not hey, even family eight. I it's could just not lay down even, right now and just do a therapy session dude, off top. We all got to I'm just finding witchcraft. I've been finding all kinds of stuff in my family. Like, what the hell's going on here? Um, 
That's just me getting open, but yeah, but, on, for but real. on some stuff, my mom was like a couple times, and you gotta understand this is like 1950s. Yes, bro. Like Muslim raiders would come through the village and just like hold up the little store that my mom, my family had over there. Really? Yes, and hold them hostage and all that stuff. And what are the names of the b boys that you think influenced the Bay Area dance styles the most, or the reputation? The Bay. Okay. Um. Well, that could be a long story, but. As far as this, the reputation of the Bay Area and how the Filipinos really, because everyone kind of did it back in the 80s, but I think this was a turning point, this certain event that happened, which was, was it, 84 Super Bowl? When did, when did, I mean, the Niners won the Super Bowl in 84. Yeah, 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 yeah. What happened is somehow... When it came to the live show, the halftime show, it was Renegades and Rock Force, and I bet I believe Star City or an All City Breakers, yeah, yeah. which were mainly Filipino, yeah. uh, got on the halftime show. So all, all these Bay Area B boy Filipinos got on that show, and that was like a turning point as far as like who was the crews that were just like it. The dopest. So there was like, because you hear about stuff like, not really, because no one knows their history so much. Yeah. <clears throat> their history is known through breaking through crews. There's two crews that stuck out from the Bay Area, and that was in the 80s. Right. That was Rock Force. Rock and, Force. And Renegades. Renegade right. Rockers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then Renegade Rockers, what's that? It's a, it's a branch off of Star City and All City, I believe. Star City. Star City. Boy, See, you, you remember over here, you over you remember here that. dropping, boy. You remember that. See, because like you were around that. Yeah. That's before us. Way yeah, before yeah, yeah, us. Yeah, but that then is. that's like 10 years, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's cause that was like that had to be like, yeah, 84. Yeah, 84. Right. For sure. Um, and from then on, it's just Breaking and the Filipinos from the Bay were just Huge, stuck bro. out. Yeah, it was crazy. It man. just stuck out, and it, and that's you know, and then that's when you know it didn't matter if you were a rocker or whatever. If you were into break dancing at that time, you were you into, got you, you got into it. You know what yeah. I mean? And and that, you got love, right? It was it was it, hey man, the, not trying to be too like over romanticizing, but I have to say, I don't know about the rest of America, but like, oh, I know was, I got was, the traces. If you was, you know if you was really into hip hop. From like eighty four to ninety four, man, that was some of the best music experiences, man, that that anybody could have. But the hip hop community was better, bro. It was we better than most areas to me. And I would say yes, I would have to agree with that because, yeah. like, the thing is, it's just like what happened on a business level as well. Because yeah. I know I'm tracing, like, because I talk, I travel a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. So I know in Chicago they had. Some stuff going on in the '90s too, mm-hmm. strong, and this is the transition facts, of yeah. house coming in, really coming in, like house yeah. music really coming out of Chicago mm-hmm. like crazy. That's deep, like right there, right? Rave culture before yeah. rave culture to start coming in. We were right at that cusp, so that launch of, like right now, people know the b-boy competition or the break. Right, 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 right. It's not a hip hop jam. That's true, man. It's that's or DJ, you know, DMC. Making me sad, bro. 
big out shout out to Christy and, and DMCs like Christy Z. Yeah. Let me tell you, you never get enough props. When you come to the Bay, let me she interview has you. So much work. She, she got, got so, so much, much knowledge. Work. She created so many experiences for so many DJs. Exactly. E-boys. Yes. MCs, yes. bro. Yes. She is Till like, this day. Till this day. Hey, bro. Christy Z <laughs> might easily be one of the most important women in hip hop. In the last for sure, years. for One sure. Of the most there is no women way, in Christy Z. There is no way with the DMCs alone and what she's been doing for more than ten Come years. Come on, bro, and no all way. the B-boy stuff oh, she was involved God. in. She's she's probably has to be one of the top five women in hip hop last. Last twenty five years. Truth, truth, truth. More probably, but I'm more just of the DJ. See, when you say B boy, I'm going to have to correct you a lot of places. Go ahead, correct because, me, dog. Because I don't know it's like I can't dance. Well, she throws part jams, which is where the B boys right, right. show up. Right, right. You know what I mean? But when it comes to the, like the circuit of breaking, there's a circuit. It's okay. Just, break down this circuit because I'm not knowing the circuit. <clears throat> so all right, let's. You know what? Let's let's just let me check the time. I actually <laughs> gotta get minutes. it's thirty minutes. I gotta get a, a tattoo later on in the day. Hey, where are you getting your tattoo at? Uh, some some person I met online is gonna do it. <laughs> this may be his last. Week. Nah, I, know, I trust them. I trust them. Trust me. Let no. me break down because what I really want to really break down to you, so yes, and yes. the people, the listeners out there, is kind of like how did this, how did breaking get to the Olympics? Is the real yeah, 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 story. word. How's breaking get? Because that's the headline of. I think they had something recently in Bucharest. Okay. Recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there was a kind of scandal where the. A lot of people from Bucharest. Yeah, yeah. We're like the judges didn't vote for Bucharest, <laughs> and all, kind of like wow. the whole country was mad at the judges. So people don't know this. Not the whole country, but a yeah. good majority. Oh, yeah. It was a national story. because it was a connection to the Olympics. Wow. So That's imagine deep. that breaking can be like World Cup one day, where people are dying on the streets in London, <laughs> where they're beating each other with clubs. Because the UK didn't win. No, that shit, the hooligans. <laughs> Here come the hooligans. My V boy. <laughs> For country, eh? <laughs> For the queen. I'm, I'm exaggerating. But I just left there. They're going to beat me up. Gonna, I don't know who you're going to get me killed by first. The, the Mills. The New Yorkers. They're going to come first. The New Yorkers. Yeah. They're going to come for me first. They're the closest. All the BAM addicts. <laughs> oh. All right, all right. Let's see. I'm trying to tell the story. I, know, so tell the story. I told you the tangents, right? Yes, go. Right, go, go, right, go back, go back. right. When I said we're going to start recording, we're going to go into all these tangents. It's keeping on track. We're staying it's, on track. It's I'm, probably I'm like the hardest thing that's yeah, going to be with I this know. podcast. Forgive us, y'all. Right, right. Okay, so you got to understand how the Bay Area home turf, and I'm going back to home turf. Home turf was crucial, y'all, because. That wasn't just like, that was the Bay Area, and I don't know, was that eight billion people or how yeah. many other people live in the Bay Area? Word. From that time was our introduction to anything hip hop. Word. As as it wasn't like K Soul on the radio, they played rap and stuff yeah, like that. Every once in a while, you catch some Egyptian lover, right? Or something like that. Grandmaster right? Flash. You weren't catching rap really like that. True. Right. Yeah. You're right. Because it was my, more like techno pop, what I knew as techno pop, right? Which was like right. somewhere between craft work and the Egyptian love, right? 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 You know right? Saying? Right? Yeah. So, and soul music, you know? Yeah. 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 But the whole thing with um, home turf, 
<clears throat> because you saw a visual thing, that medium of TV, and that was on a major network. Yeah. You know, and you had millions all the way down to Gilroy. For real. Watching Home Turf on a Saturday morning. That was very significant, and that they chose... The topics were graffiti writers, yeah, rappers, yeah, not really Different. dancers. But then later on, they had dancers on. They had a they stage. In the and that's how I didn't. met you, yeah, dude. Because we were, I was a dancer yeah. on hip and on home turf. Because that's what they did. They offered spots. You want to be on the show because we have a stage. What? Because remember, at first it was just like you know, kind of talk. Not really a talk show format. It wasn't. That's right. So Dominique Dupriman would talk about wild style. She yes. would talk about sometimes like equipment or something like that. You know what I mean? Like at first it was just like there was. It didn't stop with hip hop. There was, yeah. there was a, like a segment of Guardian Angels. Right. That's true. Remember Dang. that? Double double rainbow rainbow. rainbow. I think Dom- I think Dominique Dupriman. <laughs> Might be the number one women influence in hip hop for the Bay Area. And, and might have been just the number one person because that Period. that show ran from maybe what was it like eighty seven yeah to like ninety six or some shit like I that. I think so, dude. Bef- yeah, because Even they tried was, to continue it after she left. Yeah, and it just kind of it did, it, but yeah. it wasn't the same. She was the soul of that show. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. She she may be the number one hip hop influence in the whole Bay Area hip hop scene, bro. For real, because I wouldn't know there's too nobody, short. there's no writer from our era. There's I wouldn't no know Spice no One, DJ Spice One. Hey, I that wouldn't new know. Al- hey, that new album you put out is hot. I, I wouldn't know anything about Platinum the local OG. scene. Yeah. I would not know at all. At we all. wouldn't have known it existed. Cool Nut. I wouldn't Ooh. know it. Cool Nut. I would know IMP because they did a segment on IMP. Hey, if someone makes a book on Dominique Dupree and I don't get a cash, I'm pissed off. <laughs> People don't know that name. You know what I mean? She but, might be the number one influence in the but Bay Area why scene, she dog. was so important and why how a bunch of Filipinos really we saw on on home turf your own people doing it. Ding 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 ding. The now the equivalent of the New York Puerto Rican population with Filipinos saw Cubert saw FM two O. FM2O, boy, y'all don't even know about that. Nim and all those guys. Shout out to Nim. Dude. Shout out to H2O. Dude. You know, FM2O is one of the hardest rap groups of that era, period. Dude, remember when Jamalski was coming around? Yeah, man. The whole Raga style. Dude, that was big in the 90s in the Bay Area. For, for at least for Jamalski and some rappers, a blood that Jamaican a, like he was too, oh my a, god he was too young. But did they ever let you into the Kennel Club when they had the, the no I couldn't get into DJ Daydon and DJ Tokes no Ooh. no I was too young for that Mister Floppies and Old Whorehouse in Oakland see see he's that's before my time right there that was in Oakland hey who went to Mister Floppies bro they had like. They had rooms that had little rooms in them. It was like oh, it was no. it was it was a it was a prostitute place. And a pimp owned it. See, I was about yeah. to say I was okay. just about to say that. Okay. So, I was okay. just about to say Hold that. On, I don't want to tangent off. You were right. breaking down the right. importance of home turf and its connection to the okay. Filipino culture. So experience. so okay, yes. Because the mobile DJ, Filipino DJ culture was already in full swing. They were DJing all the parties, whether it's all low low parties or house parties, low rider parties. You name it, yeah. they were they were doing it. Filipinos were already like kind of kings of that shit because they could for real. That's not a joke. They afforded the equipment or they yeah, took care yeah. of their shit, whatever it was. Um, so once it became televised, and I saw Cuber, he's like, and which is a guy I get mistake for a lot, even in Germany. 
I can see that. I can see that. Especially because you're a b-boy, like you got. Yeah, it's like like that hip hop vibe is in both y'all. If you know who DJ Hubert is, he was on the last show. Oh, was he? I'm gonna send it to you. Oh, no doubt, bro. There you go. When you hear that show, you're gonna be rolling. It ain't nothing but flashbacks. (laughs) Of course, it ain't nothing. Of course. See, all right. So, see. I'm glad you. This is a good setup. Like when you, by the time you hear this and you've been listening to the show, you know what's yeah. going on. But how important the Filipinos actually were the kind of like because we were the international connection. True. Ooh. You gotta understand we're rock steady. See now. The Chinese and the Japanese and the Bay weren't gonna be down like that. No, no, no. See, I got that. This is part of the story, bro. Check it out. And yes, this is gonna get racial because this is a very important and significant. With the business and the propagation of hip hop as a culture, like it's important because it kind of started like this is how it, <clears throat> this is how it really started. All right, guys, this is how this is like where like this is a good idea and this is how it should be pushed. Right, right, because you gotta understand, we didn't really know in the Bay, we didn't really know what hip hop was. We heard it in a song, maybe. Not me, anyway. That's fair. The only reason I knew is because of Home Turf, because of Wild Style. Right. I knew, right. I knew Taggers. I knew, I knew Breakdance. I knew Rap. Yeah. I knew DJing, but not as a culture. Not as a thing. Not as a thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's really break it down. Okay. This all started because of Wild Style reunion in New York. This is circa 89, 90. Okay. Wild Style, the movie, reunion. That means that's Fab Five Freddy looking for everybody that was in that movie. Man. And have that anniversary. I Come think it was on. like a 20 year or something like yep. that. Yep. Was it? Yeah. Yep. Okay. That convergence, when that happened, he found Legs. Crazy Legs. Yeah. A rock steady crew. Yeah. When Legs saw the impact, because it was Fab Five Freddy. You got to understand when Fab Five Freddy was bringing that back. Yeah. Yo MTV Raps was on the point. That was Dude. That was it. Yo MTV raps. Do you know I have a VHS tape with home turf on it and one of the sides broke? And the reason I've ne- I have it right now because I need to get it fixed. I need to get like four hours of home turf like digitized, man. Then, you know? Because that's how that stuff was it's so history. Dog. History. <clears throat> so Legs saw that and he was inspired. And so was, and then what was happening was like there was a resurgence in breaking in the, in through touring, and it was kind of like there's a huge history of breaking, guys. Please bear with me. So when it comes to Rocksteady's involvement with pushing hip hop as a culture, now they format this as a business level. Yeah. I don't know who exactly, but I know Bam was involved. Hey, shout out to Crazy Legs, though, for his impact on the B-Boy scene. I know Legs was involved, but it, yeah. was, it was in promotion of, like, these guys are getting it wrong of what hip-hop yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, 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 that's word. Because gangster rap was fucked. It was taking over. Gangster rap had taken over. As it should have, because we West Coast killers out here. Boy, y'all don't understand. That's what it is. Uh, uh, I'm right. seawalking. Mm, but you mm. got to understand that Crazy Legs was far removed from breaking at this time. Word. He was. He. I think he was going like he could correct me. Like you were wrong. I'll do this. So I want to speak for him because we do have that kind of relationship. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we do too. You know what I'm saying. Um. But I don't want to get anything incorrect. So, but what I know is that the propagation of the culture and trying to teach it happened after Rocksteady anniversary. 
Yeah. I know that. I know this. And then this is the thing that, that Legs did. <clears throat> he recruited DJ Kubert and beca- they became the Rocksteady DJ. DJ Kubert, DJ oh, no. Apollo, and Mixed Master Mike there you became go. known as the Rocksteady Rock, DJs. West Coast Rocksteady yeah. DJs, right. Right. And exactly. that was, they were a group that was managed by Alex Aquino of Black Scale. That's right. Among That's other things. That's exactly right. Onk Marketing. There you go. You know what I'm saying? So like Alex Aquino, in terms of Bay Area influencers of the culture, I might put him in top 10. And who converged with that? That was DMC converged with those movements. And that 1990... DMC is a DJ battle national org, if you don't already know. Managed right now by Chris DZ. So... Impeccably. So... The convergence, again, the convergence is why I keep calling it the convergence. Yes, sir. Crazy Legs made a genius move. He re- Agreed. He went to the West Coast and influenced, because I've seen, this, I've been seeing Crazy Legs since I was 16 years old, y'all, in live and in, in the flesh. You know what I mean? Because he would come over here. He would come to the Bay and he saw the talent out here. And it's actually really because, not because, just because of Crazy Legs, it's also because of Zulu Gremlin. Because Zulu Gremlin, uh, he he was breaking in videos since Kid Frost <laughs> came out. He was the L.A. b-boy okay. to hold down hip-hop and, and, and also propagate the, as a culture. Man, but just let me say right now, bro. You're going to make me cry, blood, because I love Zulu Gremlin, bro. Yeah, man. I love... Dude, when the L.A. riots happened, I was in L.A. No with shit. Legs. No shit. Hubert, Mixmaster, wow. Mike, and Apollo. You were there. Yeah, when the it was like it was like the riots had just ended. Like wow. I think like the, like not kidding. Like the last day of like there were helicopters and you could smell the smoke because right. we were staying outside of Inglewood. Wow. And um, wow. I went out to the car with Mixmaster Mike. I went to the car with Mixmaster Mike. Oh man, hold up. Oh, it's Wes. Wes Wong is calling. Oh. Hold on. <laughs> so so. What the fuck are we talking about? The propagation of hip hop as a culture. Continue. Okay. <laughs> we went some okay because there's so many names and faces and connections and ha- why we're we going in so many tangents because there's so many historical things. Connected. And individuals that you won't know by name. You won't. It's not us trying to pop. Or not off. even part of what's going on, right? So um. Timbisem Shaka. So so. Legs and Zulu Gremlin. You Legs were talking about. I love were, you guys so much, man. Right. I love so. you guys so much. And man, Legs used to really not like me very much. <laughs> he doesn't like a lot of people. But he's but we're like click clack now. We Voltron right now. Well, because it's just like who lasts? Yeah. Who's in it? Who, who still endures. recognizes? Who's yeah. like yeah. from back then? Because the honey dips still travel to New York. Remember honey look, dips? Top, what? Top. See? All right, look. See? Y'all don't look. even know about the honey dips though. Wow. They had honey dip parties. See, Those like were so that. sick. There's a lot of important, significant things about what happened in San Francisco. So Legs brings, Legs brings 
Legs this and is, Alex bring legs and this Alex is, Aquino. This is Cubert fresh off of winning fucking DMC. And, my, and Apollo coming through crushing. All the our Destroying. DJs. Oh, we got the best DJs on the planet. We'll fight Jet all Master of y'all. Master J Heat. That's right. We'll, <laughs> hey, yo, all of y'all can can Woo, you, yo the Source Bay doesn't awards, play, blood, the whole West. Do you know about that one? That oh, story? Yeah. Oh, I do okay. know. Okay. Q, Q talked about it on the on the, oh, yeah, thing, the last one. I'm gonna send it to you. Oh no, I'm gonna send it to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, dude, like. I just don't think you guys understand, and I'm just really understanding as we have this conversation, all of the convergence that has to happen for the Bay to be the most one of the most respected industries and cultural centers for hip hop. All right, in the world. can I? Can I? Can Period. I? Can I? I want to ask. I want to see. I'm gonna pop a question on uh, Deza real Go. quick. Go. All right. All right. So, cause see what? See, this is the thing about being current, right? Mm-hmm. About breaking. Mm-hmm. All right. In America, where's the top place for breaking? I'm testing. You talking about city period or several cities? City period, right now. Just city period. City period. In the world or the America? In America. (laughs) I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say the Bay. Where is it? L.A. Oh. Why do I say that though? That's the next question. Why do I say LA? Why do you say that? Because all the industry works out there. Oh, baby. that's where the mo- that's where the movie. And so everyone's the, the best of the best in and the, the US. video producers. The right, best TV and the show. best in US go to LA. <laughs> right. That's just what it is. So where are you gonna find the best B-boys in America? Whether they're from Japan or wherever, blah blah blah. They're gonna be in LA if they're in America. Because that's where money is at. Hella real. That's where the industry work is at. You know what I mean? So, but the to continue with, Legs saw Wild Style Reunion and started Rocksteady Reunion. He recruited DJ Qbert. This was the beginning of that. Yeah, that whole, West Coast Rocksteady movement. Yes. That's what we was doing. We, was, we went to Hex's right after the riots. So like, I'm telling you, it was like the day after the riots finished. We were at Hex's uh, on some Rocksteady... West Coast Rock Study stuff. Yeah, Legs was with us. I I, yep. I did like that was that was my first time driving to LA. I drove with Legs. I got stories, boy. So that's that what Legs did there, you know, and just with Cubert alone, the power what Cubert brought, mm-hmm. uh, as far as like this is some new shit, you know yeah. what I mean, and and that influencing Filipinos, so that grew. Through home turf. Through home turf, like what? And then, <laughs> and then it was just the rise of these competitions that happened after B Boy Summit. Mm. B Boy Summit was huge. Asia won though. Yeah. Mad respects. Yep. 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 She still she did the last one. I know. Yeah. 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 See, see how many names were dropping, um, and the connection to hip hop and Man. like what Denver hip hop and then Asia won too. Cause yeah. I lived in Denver for a while, and yeah, I learned like I I, I learned all the history in Denver, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the breaking history in Hell Denver. Sick. You know what I mean? They have a history too. Yeah. Zulu Gremlin is from Denver, Ooh. but he lived in L.A. His dad's from Malo. Ooh, you know what I mean? Wow, Dude, there's a history. Grams was like found a lot of the OG rock steady guys like. Some guys were rehab, you know, and bring them back to bring them back. And that's what happened. When By the time B-Boy Summit happened, that was the return of the B-Boy. That was the start. If It wasn't just like, because you got to understand, 
even when we saw Knuckle Neck Tribe, which is Cuber's dancers, on home turf, because that's what we're watching mainly. Yeah. And the parties we went to, Cuber was spinning. You right. know, we wanted to go to those parties. Right. So that's that whole connection. Like when we saw me and my brother saw home turf that summer of nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Of Cuber and Knuckle Neck Tribe and Shadow Posse and FM. Shadow Posse. When I, when we saw all that, and then we changed our shit yeah. by fall. We were rockers. Yeah. Playing instruments. And next thing you knew, we were like, <laughs> "Where's our hip hop? Get our hip hop yeah, clothes yeah, yeah, yeah. on." You know why? Because girls would like would if they wouldn't talk to us as dirty rockers with they long hair. Be on the team as as nah, hip hopper. But if I was a hip hopper, you know. Dancer, freestyler. Yeah. That's where that started. Wow. That's where that came into play. And then then we met, you know, every Filipino knew had a cousin that knew like, a oh, Cuba's going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go to that party. And we would troop all over the bay with our friends. One guy would drive. And there would be 20 of us packed in the city. Just, just, <laughs> just piled just in Just to get to this, you know. Yeah. Just to get man, to a Cuba show. Such a, it was such a beautiful time, man. It was a pure. It He's was in a Fairfield. Pure era, man. Let's go. Twenty of us in the Pacific. Dude, yeah. th- those were the days, bro. Twenty-five in the trunk. <laughs> those were totally the days, you know. And I just feel like um, what Filipinos have done for 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 hip hop. It's amazing. Just in the Bay. It's amazing. Just it's in amazing. The Bay. It's Not amazing. even talking about LA. Not even talking about Fresno and Bakersfield. Nope, we're not even... I'm even talking about Stockton and Modesto. Because L.A. has a significant history, I know, as well. But For real? San Francisco. For real. The Bay Area had something very, very unique. And that's why, you know, how, you know like, people will say, like, uh, you know how I know that, that, that the Bay is one of the best uh, hip-hop culture scenes in the world? Because there isn't one region of America you can be from and not get love in the Bay. But we can go to New York and they'll still hate. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. They go still hate York me. They, still they hate me. some people hate me in New York. But I talk a some lot. Some people of shit. hate me too. <laughs> I've had more than I've had I've had more than one enemy from New York. Oh man. You know what here I'm we saying? go. You know what I'm saying? And then here good, we you go. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> Here West Coast OGs go. trying to keep it civilized out here. It's going to be good I mean? cop, bad cop on hip-hop, y'all. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, man, like... Okay, but real quick, yes. just because I want to make sure. Yes. B-boys, influential B-boys from the Bay Area in the early days. Who in would you say early. top top 10? Well, what were we talking about, 80s or 90s? Ever. Ever in the time, Bay? All time. All time. Bay Area dancers <laughs> from that era. That are important. You know what I mean? Okay, well, I mean, 90s was an important era. More Bring than the down. 80s. Okay, then go. Because no one knew anybody's names. I just I just want you to say your truth as you know it, man. Okay, you, so so it's not that they're top, but it's more like their their influence mm-hmm. is everlasting. Right? In, in in the breaking world. Yep. All right. Uh, first, like, I would have to say B-Boy Wicked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, because I remember when he was like a kid, man. Yeah. Like I remember when he first started. Yeah. And what he 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 was the one of the first guys to make it kind of a profession. Yeah. Cause he got hired uh through uh who's the one who did Spanish Fly? Who's the one who did Crimson and Clovers? Crimson and yeah. Clovers. <laughs> yeah. La 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 Oh my god. Um Octaviano who was Renegades. Right. He 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 kind of made it a little bit big. At least he got industry work, and then he got Wicked to be a part of it. 
Man, shout out to Wicked, man. I haven't talked to B-Boy Wicked in forever, but back in the day, like, UFC, like, he was like- He was on Fox dude. Kids, like, yeah, doing head spins. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Wicked, man, hit me up, bro. So Please. he's his influence yeah. is pretty huge, is impactful. Because- Shout out to the Detona brothers. Detona? Why does that sound so familiar? Detona. Why does that sound so familiar? Rock Force. Wow. Oh, the Daytonas. Yeah. Oh, Eugene and them. Yeah. Okay. Sick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock Force, Union City, all day. See, um, oh, man. So, okay. This is what happens when OGs collide. Because you it's just like names and faces and then places. Like, remember this. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, so, what happened after B-Boy Summit is, is, is very significant in... Everything there's this thing called freestyle session, and yeah. freestyle session re- was really pinnacle in the competition world because you gotta understand that B Boy Summit was just a jam. Right. There was no contest. It was a bunch of breakers and B boys that got together and just battled each other. Yeah, it was just p- yeah. people spinning music in this huge kind of like outdoor arena. And people just battling each other. And you just rushed to that circle if something was happening. It was nuts. Freestyle Session and Mighty Four and Out for Fame, these are very significant things because names because this started the generation of the competition. Paulski Cross One. Right. Which Ken Swift and Legs were just like, it shouldn't be that way. Yeah. They were pretty much were like at B-Boy Summit, they had a discussion panel. And they didn't like the idea, well, not at B-Boy Summit. Well, in B-Boy Summit, you got to understand that a lot of B-Boys from the West Coast didn't take kindly to what, what Legs was talking about. Yeah. This is B-Boy Foundation. and This is blah, blah, blah. This is top rock, blah, blah, blah. And at that time, this is 95, 96. Breakers from the West Coast wasn't feeling what they were saying because we had a certain thing we learned a certain way. And we didn't a certain musical influence, and it felt it felt like they were cheapening us, dog. Well, because they we didn't know what was up. Yeah, but in a sense, it's just the practicality of what they were talking about was true. Mm. But at that time, we didn't accept it. It was like forty year old version. This is before like, Biggie and Tupac. I'm gonna take it as disrespect. <laughs> this is before t- Biggie and Tupac. So it's like the what bunch of breakers from West Coast were just like, "This is the West Coast. We don't yeah. care. We're gonna spin on our heads, and we don't care what you call it." And, so, when the competition world came, this was kind of, and when, you know, this includes DMC, Freestyle Session, when, you know, graffiti, it was always on its own world, and some people will debate whether graffiti should be part of hip-hop, as you know, because some, some writers and some bombers aren't really into hip-hop. They like rock music, so... That's old-school writers, too, so to include it in the whole... Hip hop thing, it's you know, it's its own thing. But as far as breaking, because it divided into that competition culture, the value of hip hop started regressing, or or at, at least getting a little more lost, and the purity of like that element of the party started to become more lost into this is what what's what's trending and what's required to win, rather than oh like. Oh, he has heart or whatever like that. It's more of the technicality basis. And really, in the beginning, Crazy Lakes and 
Ken Swift would talk about because they want to keep the purity of the party element, which is totally lost because of the competition. Right. Ooh. It's like going to karate tournament. Doesn't now. it suck? Like, 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 because you got to think of you're how, not going to. How, how, how industry and culture, sometimes they just always clash, bro. It's, but it's that's hard, what happened. Man. That's what happened. It's, this is what, if you don't, if you don't keep up with the circuit, you're not going to know what's going to happen. Right. You don't know anything about breaking. Now, you're not current. Because that's just like me talking about UFC. If I don't know what's going on now, I'm out of the loop. I'm out of the loop of what's who's winning, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. And that's what's happening with breaking. Mm. So you have a bunch of people who's not into the UFC. Right. That's why I asked you that question. Where do you mm-hmm. think is it? Because you're mm-hmm. not really knowing. Right. It's because it's breaking internationally. France is killing it through controversy right now. Really? In breaking. Yes. Yes, What's you don't happening? even know. Break, tell me. Okay, the king of Crump, the guy who made part of Crump. Um, right. Tight eyes. Yeah. Tight eyes. He's p- part of the creators of Crump. Okay. You got to understand that a year ago, there was this B-boy named Junior from France. And Junior... He was big in 2006 because 2006 was the introduction of YouTube. And he had one of the most viewed videos in the world, B-Boy Jr. He would do this deadlift on himself, and it's only because he has a messed up leg. So because of that messed up leg, he doesn't really walk on that leg, hence he has less. He's kind of cheating. Sorry, Jr. He's kind of cheating. It's not the typical B-Boy format. But anyways, that's another discussion. See, normal people are like, he's breakdancing. To B-boys, is he though? Yeah, to B-boys, he's like, he's not really B-boying. And that's and this is no opinion about Junior. It's just what would be discussed in our world. Right? Mm-hmm. Junior's cool, actually. I made a meme about him. Mm-hmm. So Junior, he had like, and tight eyes because of that movie Rise, um, were hits. They were huge 2006. So they both were going to do a battle. Exhibition battle. See, Disney doesn't know this because I know he doesn't know this. In Bruh, the battle. I'm what everybody else In dog. the battle. This is kind of huge because it's huge for France. You got to understand. I love France, by the way. Next time I, hey, know how I went to London? We did them episodes. How about we do France next? Or Spain. Y'all tell me on IG. Continue. So... Crump, Crump, battle versus breaking. Exhibition. Mm-hmm. Uh, because tie-dyes was feeling the spirit mm-hmm. in the middle of a freeze when, when right. Junior was doing. Right. He kicks him. He kicked him. Yeah, tie-dyes kicks him. And, and then he just pretty much burned him, like grabbed him. Humped him kind of like thing. What? You know, it's Crump, man. It gets intense. They they be putting hands. Crump will put hands on you. You better be careful with Crump. They'll put hands on you. <laughs> he said, you better be careful. <laughs> Dude, I'm not playing. <laughs> he These said guys, like Crump was Debo. <laughs> Dude. Well, he, like, sorry, Junior. But Ty Dye's owned him with that. It was a scandal on the internet. Oh, my God. Scandal. Memes glory. I made one. <laughs> <laughs> Memes galore of tie-dyes kicking Junior. Well, 
what happened like not even months ago, maybe two months ago. What happened? I think I, Red Bull BC One B Boy right. Lilu right from France right basically got revenge for France because they had there was a another competition all right. styles all styles competition this is another, I have another opinion about these things it's not yes. breaking competition what is an all style competition for those that don't know well basically is if you could do all style uh, <laughs> <laughs> boo all styles is a bunch of promoters that just want to include everything <laughs> in the dance because they want it to be free but it's not it's not mixed martial arts guys <laughs> Damn, he really just said something hella true just now. But all right, because I remember when it started. I remember the guys who kind of started it. I know the promoters who, who kind of did they? it. Um, I forgot. There was yeah. a, I forgot the name of the promotion crew. There's gonna be a lot of that, guys. Yeah, because it's too many OGs. It's too many, too many. I know. The, I don't know the name of the production company, but I know the name of the promoters, and I just don't want to say that. No, no, no. I, I don't want to include them. They're gonna just get mad at me. Because I'm gonna just, it's gonna be like me talking crap about it. But, anyways, because I don't really like that scene. But, whatever. I've judged for that stuff before. And how it's changed, I accept it now, but it's it's a bad mix right now. Especially now. Why? Why, bro? Because here's tie dyes back again, crumping. No kicking. None of that. No kicking. No, no kicking. Because that was a scandal. Lilu. And this is another thing. Tie dyes quit quit taking a knee when you battle. That's not a good look. What do you mean? Don't take a knee in the battle. Don't take a knee in the in front of a b-boy in the battle. Because what Lee Lu did, while he was taking while Tie Dyes was taking a knee, right. there's memes of it. I'm about to show you. Lee Lu goes up, grabs the back of his head, and humps his face. This is called. This is a b boy burn. This is called a burn, ladies and gentlemen. He really did that, like, bro. Like tie dyes burned Junior by kicking him. Wow. By ki- kicking a handicap, right? Because right. <laughs> that's what Junior. Sorry, Junior. Because he does amazing moves, and it's because he has a dead leg. So right. Okay. So he got burned, but Lilu. Straight up pumped his face. And you should see the memes behind this. What are the hashtags we should be looking for? Um, uh, Lilu, tie dyes, B Boy Lilu, L I L L I L O U? Yeah. Yeah, Lilu, yeah. And tie dyes. It was big, man. It was huge, bro. Huge scandal. France, dude, this guy I know, the Les Twins, you know Les Twins, right? Yeah. This dude, one of the, Larry, I think is with that twin, he slapped the shit out of Green Tech, <laughs> Green Tech from Montreal. He got slapped on stage <laughs> because like Green Tech- Did you peep the- Dude, <laughs> it's on, and dude, these French motherfuckers- Did you peep the conviction? And the way he's slapping. Dude, open hand slap. When someone changes the way they say the words, <laughs> can give you an indication of the damage done. Do you saw like, it? Like, someone was, just slapped you, oh, man, dude, he slapped you. Dude, there's scandal in our, in our scene right now. You have to understand. 
It's it's and this is a popping mm. battle because again, all style battle. Again, these yeah. all style things are not mixing. They're not mixing well, guys. It's proof positive. That's hella real. This other guy in a battle, and this is in Singapore. This was in France when this dude from Montreal got slapped. I think it was France. I'm not sure which battle. But the judge got slapped. The thing is, this judge, Green Tech, he poured water on this other Asian guy in, in, <laughs> in Singapore during a battle. Like, and guess what? It was an all-style battle. Guys, dude, I had an incident early in the year. Where I slid under a chick, and you know, I grabbed her hip and I freaked her, like right over and I slid under her. And it was a battle, guys. And you know what? Guess what? In New York, I would get love. I got love for that in the club, for sure. Word. But that was a club that's not these sensitive kids now, and that's what we're dealing with. But anyways, these all-style battles got to stop <laughs> because people are getting hurt, not just emotionally anymore. Like physically, <laughs> why is there so much slapping in B-Book? <laughs> no, this is popping. This is all style. This is not just breaking. This is what I'm saying. This is the culmination of these French guys. <laughs> these people from France, they're no, no joke. Every one thing I said was either French related or mm. from France. Getting humped in the face, tie dyes from LA got humped in the face. You oh, know man. the memes? The memes are ridiculous. Like, this is Lilu, Algerian Muslim. They're like, he's Catholic. <laughs> They're making memes. <laughs> bro, this is too insane, bro. Dude, so this is the lost. Right now, the, the value of men across one's listening, the value of memes in the B-boy culture right now, the community right now, is so huge. Like, two years ago, it wasn't a commodity. commodity. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a commodity. It's insane. insane. It's insane. And then the Olympics just make it. You know, people from Bucharest were upset. They really got upset. So it's just like, I've been to Battle Year. Have you ever heard of the Saxons? No. The Saxons. The Saxons are a b-boy crew. Where are they from? Germany. Damn. Hey, (laughs) shout out to the entire German hip-hop scene. But you got to understand, they're not. (laughs) If you were to ask me about hip-hop culture. Right. And... Breaking whatever. Right. No. See, you haven't seen the international scene. This is true. The only time I seen the international scene is um in 1993, I was in a, a rap group called Freedom Troop 187. And um me and DJ Rob Ski. Rob Ski, my God. Isn't he amazing? He goes by Rob oh Flow now, if you don't know that. Rob okay. Flow. Wow. Wow. He's a sick ass wow. mix DJ, bro. He's producer, bro. Rob Ski, bro. Throwing the back. fist is up, dog. You a G. Um, what the hell was I talking about? You're talking about Germany. Germany. When I went, we went to go do these shows out there. We did one of the first U.S. representatives for like the environment and hip hop. Me and AK Black and Nim from FM Two O. Nim, word. I mean, yep. So yep. we were out there and um. Okay, word, word. Yeah, it was sick, dude. All right, imagine this: the Volkswagen Stadium. Yeah. Imagine that in Germany, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a stadium, arena. Stadium. Hella big. Imagine families, these German families, schnitzel, yeah. beer, pretzels, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. you name Oktoberfest it. Oktoberfest boy. Yep. Right? Sitting in stands watching Breaking. Yeah. That don't happen here. 
Not in America. Dude, German hip-hop scene is unreal. People, people But it's not... But when I say the Saxons, they weren't dancing to hip-hop. There was nothing... Saxons. Right. That's <laughs> just the name. So, that sounds my, so hard, bro. I'm from my, my friend from Russia. Right. B-Boy. Yeah. They're taking over. <laughs> Look at this. It's the Nazis all over again. <laughs> but guess what? Their routine... Was like precise. Was it? <laughs> like that techno music, dude. It was German. If there was a German, German, Sax, Anglo, Anglo, wow. there was no black man in the Saxons. How did that make you feel? <laughs> I said, "This is incredible." <laughs> I said, "This is like have you ever seen Dodgeball." <laughs> the movie Dodgeball yes, or something like that. this. I love that. Something like this. An arena. And it's like, you know, there's this German chant that they do for World Cup. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of their routine, they stopped the music and they did the chant. And the whole stadium was like, what? Stein, Stein, Stein. And I'm like, oh, shit. What, what is this? My man said <laughs> I don't know whatever they said in German, dude. I don't speak German. <laughs> But that's what happened, man. Dude, do a stadium. It's insane. Is this hip hop that I experienced? Damn. Ah! The closest thing to hip hop was Jabberwockies were performing that year. And people were just like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jabberwock. And that was the first time they performed in Germany for Ballet Year. And that was just like, and US, laugh hella much. and U.S. didn't have a team. The disconnect. How is that possible? The Black? disconnect. See, Germany, the right. Saxon beat breaking crew. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Perfect synchronized routine. We are perfect Germans. Dude. And then, you know, it felt like World Cup. Because yeah. these guys were cheering their tracksuits, yeah. exacting like right. we just did steroids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and my bang. Russian friends like these guys are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are these from horrors? World War Two? We're talking about World War Two things <laughs> playing out, playing out in breaking. Wow. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm See, you. this is the level of people doing. Dude, the understand. culture has so many like. Is micro it the culture though? That is. Is it the culture? Because it's nothing to do with the culture, in my opinion. Go, break it down. Breaking as a subgenre, subculture. Breaking has turned into its own thing where people debate whether now, whether the what's the purity in the breaking in the Olympics? Yeah. Because we grew up in an era where black culture, black history, African American history was a center point in the education of what hip hop was. Oh my God! Did anybody just hear what that man just said? Undeniable, because I learned my Filipino culture because of this, because of the significance of what was happening in the education of hip hop at that time. Protest culture. Ooh. Hashtag hip hop ed boy, bro. It's it's. The importance of everything I was learning was such at a high level and a high value. You know, it's that, equally deep because of hip hop. That's why I learned to screamer. Right. You understand? Right. 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 
See, Damn. this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I have a Datu Lapu Lapu shirt back in the day. <laughs> ah, there and you I, go. And I wore that just like I would wear a Huey Newton shirt. You understand? Like, that's how Do I saw. Do you know my mom is from, like... Just right there. Where he got cut down? Yeah, where, where Magellan where got he, cut he, down. Yeah, Magellan was murdered right by Right there, Filipino. back to an island, right there. I know DJ Cuber gets a lot of props, but I got to put Lapu Lapu above Cuber. <laughs> he cut his head off. What a gangster, bro. <laughs> My mom is right from there. Wow. That's that area. Yeah. I got That's some heritage in me, That's boy. A party. What? <sighs> so, as I was, so. Yeah. Wow, I mean, we're going through the deep, deep, the depths of what was happening in the '90s, because I know, you know, people will say, "Well, Philly was doing this, blah blah blah." You know, Chicago yeah. was doing that, no doubt. But that promotional level that the Filipinos, like Alex Aquino, yeah. were doing, yeah, the the importance of Cuber is just like so crucial. So crucial into gear and how this all happened because all those guys that work with them are doing something now still or really heavily related, whether it's clothing or yeah. radio or yeah. internet streaming or yeah. graphic art or yeah. what you name it that's related to hip hop that are still doing it. Yeah. And all those connections because that. Not to shoot down LA, but and much artist, love to LA, but it's a worldwide west side, so it ain't no hate. It's, it's the artistry I mean? level that was happening out here in a condensed way, oh my god, unbeatable. Yeah. What was happening, yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? And the promotion and what launched after that, because with the competition, how how breaking survived was VHS tapes, yep, for a true. while. That's true, and that was the distribution to things like Mr. Rags, yes. Once you get to Ohio and Chicago really coming back, because this tour, you know, that's what it is, what Freestyle Session was. It was a tour right. across the country at where were these breaking battles. And again, the disconnect of breaking and hip-hop really started happening in, in the competition world. That's crazy. Because I don't have to listen to hip-hop when my round is up and then... Right. I didn't win. I didn't get past my heat. I'm going home. Right. Yeah, I mean, when it gets to that level, it's just That's like so deep. It's not hip hop. I don't have to listen to hip hop to go to a breaking competition. That's crazy, you know. And what do these kids? They argue about moves. Why right. do I have to do foundation stuff? Right. Whether you are like you have soul or not, these are all discussions. Hmm. Oh yeah, I got that kind of judge, so I have to do the. I have to be a. a, a keep it real, b boy. Right, 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 right. You know, or he did, or is it athletic? Is it a dance or is right, it athletic? more power is it, is it? Yeah, is that, is that the dance or not? Because guess what? If a gymnast could do it without the soul of what it is with the music, I'm not going to call it like, what. I'm not going to identify it. Mm. If you do a certain, if you have, it's like, is it a dance or is it a sport? Is it an art or a sport? That's the real issue now. Because that's, once you get to Olympics... Everything changes. It's already changed. So, dude, it's already. First changed. of all, you got to come back for a part two. <laughs> We've got like a hundred of these things to go, dude. But like blood. So, what are you doing now? What am I doing now? Um, <laughs> you have to look at the clock. What am I, I doing like, now? Uh, oh yeah. Um, sorry. Um, well, right now, currently, I'm 
Working on music, man. A lot of production, a lot of music production, man. Um, You've been living in China for a while. I was living in China. I was living outside of the Bay for the last five years. I lived in Denver, uh, Brooklyn, and I've lived in Thailand for a little bit, and then I lived in China, and then I came back. That's yep. crazy. Yep. Yeah, so now, thing, man. yeah, and I was able to. Everything was the hashtag Rob Nasty Rocker tour. That's so great. Now that you know, I mean, that's what it was, and. Most of it was self-financed, but I had a good enough name. We didn't even talk about my history. Uh, I had a good enough name, reputable name, where I was able to find work. You know, it's and I was crazy, working. bro. Like, there's too many conversations with you. Because <laughs> we didn't even talk about martial arts yet. We hadn't no, even talked we, about we, a scream we, No, we and, 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 and how much we used to go practice together all the time. And, like, you know, I remember seeing DJ Disc and... Apollo in a Screamer class. Yep. Cuber too. I remember Cuber. I remember. Yeah. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. 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 Yoga Frog. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. That's right. So, I mean, it gets crazy, right? Like, we, you know, we have too have much history. Back. We got a lot of history. Yeah. Man. And there's still a lot of just history just unknown about the Bay Area. That's you right. You know what I'm saying? And so. So I made no point. <laughs> I started with the story, didn't end with anything. We didn't even I give our opinion. You. Do you I understand? We, 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 we didn't even give our opinions about anything. <laughs> We just trying to get it out. <laughs> we just trying to get out. The history alone was just like, wait, well, you got to understand this mathematical piece. Because if this didn't happen, I can't talk about this either. Yeah. So it's just like, that's why we were, I knew about the tangents were going to come up. I yeah, knew it. Man. I knew it. But it's all good. I'll come back. How can I get at you on IG or social media? Okay. My my social media handle is Rob Nasty Rocker. One word. That's YouTube, Twitter. SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, you name it. You you put at Rob Nasty Rocker, you're going to find a lot of uh, content out there, man. You know, it's crazy, too, because uh, Return of the B-Boy, Revenge of the B-Boy. Which one is this? Your break record. Oh, oh, you're talking about the Bruce Lee joint. Yes, bro. Yes, yes, yes. That's why I call it. It's like, a, you know, it's one of these throwaway names. It's Enter the Dragon, basically. I love it, though. Right it's on. so Thank good. You. Thank you, man. And it's funny because we didn't even get to talk about that the record. Music. We, didn't Lee, talk about we didn't even talk about the <laughs> music. We didn't even talk about <laughs> we Bruce just, Lee. We didn't get into the... We started with the Bay that came back. I mean, we talked about the Bay. Yeah. It came back to the Bay, but it's just like... You, you absolutely have to come back, though, because... I really wanted to talk to you about Filipino blade fighting history and culture oh, wow. in the Bay. And I wanted to talk oh, to wow. you about, you know what I'm saying? Like wow. Bruce Lee and what made you make that? Damn, we got a lot of Oh, why? Because it's Bruce Lee. Because <laughs> Bruce Lee's a G, right? Well, um, honestly, when I was living in China, I had a lot of downtime outside mm -hmm. of teaching. So, you know, I started, that's why I started doing music production again. And I got myself a bass. I've been a bass player for like as long as I've been dancing, really, probably a little longer. And then um, I had no idea, bro. A lot of people don't. That's crazy. I was super into music. You gotta understand that I'm so transparent. People have whole other lives, blood, and I'm just basic. As the hell. dance. Most people, mis well, I mean, not mistake me. I've been most known as a dancer. Yes. But you know, you know me from the martial arts days True. as well. So, so that's yeah. how you know me too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah so a lot of people don't know I'm like in, right. in that. You're just a multifaceted man of mystery. I mean, I'm gonna do stand up soon, like. <laughs> It'll be my first time on a podcast. Wait. I can't wait. Dude. It'll be a national podcast too. Yeah. What? Which one is it? Tell Kill me. Tony. 
Kill Tony. Yeah, they're coming to San Francisco, Cobbs. Sick. So I love Cobbs Comedy Club. So I'm about to go over there and just tell stories. Shout out to Eddie Bravo and Joe Rogan and Joey Coco Diaz because that's why. Oh, to dude, I got I to tweeted. hang out with them oh, because of Denny. Because of Denny Prokopos. I mean, ten. You years got to. Ago, oh wow, ten years. Dude, ago. I have a story where Joe Rogan and Joey Diaz. And these, these, I had some friends who ran ran a medical marijuana dispensary. Yeah. At the time, it's not yeah. recreational yet. Right, right. Me and you know, and I was really close with them. I always be there every day. Yeah. Here go, hey, there goes that guy from Fear Factor, and some dude who looks like he's from The Sopranos. Right. <laughs> we saw him. They tried to get in the club. They couldn't because they had no, you know, it was medical, right? <laughs> and I'm just like smoking a joint in front. Of- <laughs> All right, chilling. <laughs> just, I was like, Fear Factor guy couldn't get in. Man, I love. <laughs> Man, Joey Diaz is the, he's dope. Dude, he's my spirit animal. Like I, I tweet you, him. I tweet him every now and then. Can I tell you, Joey, so we hanging out, me, Eddie Bravo, and Joe Rogan in the back of Cops Comedy Club before the show and and Tate Fletcher. Um, we're hanging out and uh Joey starts telling me, he's like, Oh, you you the bishop of hip hop? He's like, hey. <laughs> and he starts talking to me about hip hop and I'm like, I'm looking at my ex wife, I'm like he don't know nothing about hip hop. Oh, I'm listening to him, no. and then like I don't say it. I think it. I think it. But you know I'm a Jedi, so he couldn't feel that part. But he starts breaking down how he was in the clink, and he was like, "Public Enemy changed my whole life in prison, bro." Word. And he starts breaking down all this stuff. That's why I love that dude. Well, he's, he's Jersey, bro. He's blood. a Jersey boy, man. And he knew his hip hop so well, bro. I he scared him on Twitter. <laughs> I think I scared him. What'd you do? I I don't want to do my bit. Mm-hmm. It's part of my okay. bit. All right, we're gonna we're gonna keep it away. So look, man, um, you need to look up my boy Rob Nasty. You need to understand. I'm a, my hands into everything, man. Bro, you need I'm, to come I'm a personality. You need to come. Uh, you need to come kick it with this dude. You need to soak up his wisdom, and we need to talk about it more. Cause you know I love every region. I got love for the East West South. Every mm-hmm. every little point. You know what I'm saying? No hating. No hating. No, for real, for real. But like. I have to share so much history with you guys because we know the New York story. Yeah. You know what I mean? The yeah. national story is like Denver story. Even not even told. just as much as we talked about Denver even, in this one. Thing, even the right? New York story is crazy because I there's, know, hidden, there's hidden, yeah. hidden little fucking you know pockets of So yeah, man, hip hop Vatican is out there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm <laughs> but like the so hip hop like, Catholics. <laughs> hey man, I <laughs> Stop. I got love for Catholics, man. I got people in my family is Catholic. No, no, I was born and raised Catholic, boy. So (laughs) I'm from it, so I could talk shit about it, right? Isn't that how it works? We can talk. (laughs) So look, so we up out of here, bro. Bishop Chronicles, West Coast hip hop for life, forever. Have a blessed one. Teacher, what style is that? Bishop Chronicles. Bishop Chronicles. Bishop Chronicles. You must learn.